0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast number three. This week, we talk about Big Trouble in Little China, released in that fabulous year of 1986, directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall, the... Uh, and Dennis Dunn. And Dennis Dunn and other cool people. Anyway, hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And yes, we're talking about Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, this movie is just a little bit of plot about this one because... I hadn't watched it, so you guys probably haven't either. Uh, Kurt Russell and his mullet drive a, ch- uh, drive a truck and live in San Francisco. Kurt has a little bit of a fondness for women and booze and gambling, and he gets himself into trouble in Chinatown with his, his mate Dennis Dunn playing Wang. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result of that, he drives Dennis to the airport to pick up a girl who is apparently his fiancée. And as you do, gets embroil- embroiled in
1: a Chinese gang war. A Chinese supernatural gang war, yes, with Chinese black magic. Um, I think one of the things that um I thought when the movie started up was it. Of course, it can't be an eighties movie without some good synth to start you off. Yeah, with. pretty
0: much. You just you open up there's like synth music and a truck driving really
1: fast and, and a John Wayne impersonation. Yeah,
0: Kurt Russell is chewing the scenery and he has a cranking
1: mullet. Um, I. Personally, um, I've already written a review of this movie. I really liked it. Um, It's pretty much your average, like supernatural action movie from the 80s it's got the whole deal with like this big neon showdown and and magnificent creature work with puppets and makeup and all that sort of thing and and um the fantastic synth music through the whole thing and whole big action sequences in which nobody bleeds um it's <laughs> a lot of fun for, it was a lot of fun for me to watch it um yeah. melissa was laughing a lot when she watched it it's just really enjoyable um there are a couple of things though that I'm not so fond of in the movie Okay, yeah, I really
0: enjoyed it too. It, it's good fun. I think the actors seem to be having fun while they're with what
1: they're doing. I, well, it's it's yeah. another one of those movies that I think like um, another one that we like, Galaxy Quest, which is kind of like a send-up while also yeah. being an homage to um, a previous sort of movie style. So this one is kind of like kung fu action movies, yeah. um, but it's also mixed in with a bit of like a Western kind of feel with Kurt Russell being like the cowboy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, and and it's it's I think Izu, you've also got a bit of an homage to like Godfather Part
1: Two and stuff like that in the your, sort of ethnic gang wars and your mafia type arrangements, mm. Mm. and um and <laughs> there's a couple of really funny scenes where the I mean there's the, these bits of exposition where they just talk oh, things so at you and clunky. You-
0: <laughs> so clunky.
1: You're not really paying attention, so when the action starts again, you're like, huh, what, who's well, that? what's going on? But there's a couple of bits where they just say things like, this yellow wear- bandana-wearing gang comes into a restaurant and everybody goes, <gasps> and they go, no, it's okay, these are our friends, there's something or others. Yeah. And they explained at some the point earlier scenes. in the movie that the yellow ones are their friends Ugh. and you didn't really pay attention, so the yellow ones show up and you're like, oh, Wait, those what's are going on? The good They're guys our friends. Now. Mm. So there's that sort of thing. Um, I thought yeah, the cast seemed to be having a good time. Um, particularly I like James Hong as the bad guy just chewing up scenery as well. He yeah. is hilarious. He gets to do um play a couple of because Lo Pan, who's the bad guy, is like this really ancient being who's all creepy magic warlocky dude trapped yep. in the body of a very, 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 very old man. And the idea is he's lived two thousand years. And the old man ma- makeup is fantastic. Oh my god. And goodness. then so he gets to play both like this amazing hammy old um like really, really old dude and then the other, you know, creepy bad guy. Um and he seems to be having a lot of fun with that. Um and I really liked Dennis Dunn. I kind of came out of this with a big crush on Wang. Yeah, he's Wang adorable. is adorable. He's fun and he gets all the cool fight scenes at the end. Yeah. It um I found out that Dennis Dunn actually hadn't done any martial arts training at all before he did this movie that's pretty good you'd think being like an asian actor in hollywood you
0: kind of it's just something you're going to learn because you know that's all hollywood likes to do with you yeah oh you're asian you must be able to do martial arts go you he's like the debbie reynolds of the movie
1: Yes, singing in the rain reference for anybody who doesn't know, but yeah, um, he that reminds me actually of uh, something from I don't know if you've listened to the Doctor Horrible commentary. Mm, there's a musical, no. so Doctor Horrible is a musical by Joss Whedon. It has a commentary which is also sung, um, and mm. Marissa Tantrone has a song about how nobody's Asian in the movies unless it fits into these very specific roles, which I was thinking yeah. about a lot in this movie.
0: Well, I, I was thinking that too because like there's a lot of really silly racial stereotypes, but the actors who are playing them actually look like they're having a bit of fun with it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like they're kind of self-aware that I'm having a silly aerial fight scene.
1: Yeah. It kind of, it kind of plays on that, um, that aspect of it. But the problem is essentially that the two leads are white.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: And like with almost every other actor in the movie being Asian, there's one other white girl and And another white lawyer at the beginning. Mm. And I think that's it.
0: Mm. And there's the one Chinese girl. I think, I don't think she even has a line. All she does is lie there and be kidnapped and be tied up and ugh, yes. Um
1: and I mean the girls get a lot of, do a lot of being tied up. Although mm. Kim Cattrall Dazzling. as the fabulous Gracie Law whose introduction She's... not her first introduction to the movie but one of her introductions to the ce- to a scene is a uh, don't worry it's just me Gracie Law which I thought was a brilliant Line. Yeah. Like in a brilliant scene it's introduction. And I introduction. want to walk into rooms and just be like, Don't worry, it's, it's just me, me, Katie Malloy. Yeah. Um I think that's hilarious. And she she gets in a couple of good licks and a couple of good lines and stuff. Well, the script is actually really good. Like they're they're really fast, back and forth with one another. They've got some she's got some great lines. Yeah. Um and I, I also like the fact that Kurt Russell is not actually playing I mean, he is playing the hero, but he's not actually playing a hero. He's playing a guy who thinks he's a hero. Yeah,
0: he's funny. In, at that bit at the end, of, don't don't get hit by the flying masonry. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: there's one brilliant shoots the move. ceiling and knocks himself out. Yeah, it's hilarious. That bit, best part mm. of the whole movie. <laughs> but it happens right through it where he just sort of goes, "I'm just going to walk in here," and he gets himself into trouble, and the other ac- the other characters just sort of get him out of it. Yeah, Is he.
0: Yeah, Funny. you do. You have, that's why like, you kind of feel like he's just making fun of all the other times he's played a hero or other guys have played a hero because he starts off and he's such a dick. Mm. Like he's a really ugh, gross guy who's hits on every woman and gambles and drinks and is just generally acts like a cock. And so he kind of, it's kind of nice to see him – you see him
1: all throughout the movie acting like a cock and relying on everybody else, and he starts to realize it. Yeah, and, and his John Wayne impersonation cracks me up. Kind Some of, of the hilarious. line deliveries are so funny. So, yeah, it, it's Go not – Go ahead, insult me. It feels like it's kind of playing with those stereotypes, yeah. but then also reinforcing it's them. Like, them. if you look at any of the – when I was trying to find a poster to put on my on yeah. my blog, it's like – Every single poster is just the two white leads in the background, in the foreground, and in the background, a whole bunch of bad Asian people. They don't sh- even show um, Wang at yeah, all, and he's kind of a major character. He's got more of a role than Kim Catrall. He, yeah. Well, the thing is, the whole plot pretty much relies on him. I mean, really, yeah, yeah. C- uh, Kurt Russell's character, Jack Bolton, Jack uh, Burton, Burton, yeah. Jack Burton. Of how, course, he's how's called that Jack. For a, yeah, how's that for an action hero name? All action heroes are called Jack. But um he 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 he's just really along for the ride like he's just there to get his truck back and help his friend out. It's yeah. it's a really sort of wang story and yet he gets relegated to this sidekick role mm-hmm. and still does more than Jack does. So I don't really know what they're going for there apart from maybe oh, oh need let's need put a, a white, white person in there. Yeah, we need a white guy
0: in the front. And even even when you see the poster though it's it's the two white leads but he's the white guy in front and her hiding behind.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, of course. Ugh. Of course. <laughs> and and for me movie- it
0: weren't so funny
1: and enjoyable. <laughs> well doesn't the movie doesn't really play like that, which is funny. No. Um it's also interesting to sort of see how things have changed i guess um in terms of movie making and things yeah. like that because you wouldn't be able to get away with a movie like this anymore it reminds me a little bit of the goonies which is one of my favorite movies where everybody talks over each other and you have these crazy action sets and like a couple of the sets even reminded me of the goonies specifically oh, the sets are amazing just side note they're in uh, the set
0: design and costume and uh well maybe not so much costume but there's creature effects and some set design that is just beautiful and grotesque and delicious
1: yeah they have some really really wonderful creatures that I also like um how it it introduces you to a mostly regular world Mm. like it it doesn't sort of throw supernatural stuff at you straight away it starts out with a little tiny hint of it and then it draws you in with him and his truck and picking up the girl and all that sort of thing and then you get a hint of what the supernatural guys are like and then you get further down into their world as you get further underground and then you go all the way underground and there's like crazy creatures and there's this eyeball ball guy and all sorts of insane things yeah. that are just hilarious and fun so it i like how it doesn't sort of just expect you to know everything right at the start you you are introduced to it bit by bit and pulled into it bit by yeah, bit till the, by just, the end you're like yes,
0: which is probably why they have the white guy in the lead because you kind of he's like your tour guide through the whole thing you know he he sees the weird green stuff in the sky and the weird lens flare and people appearing
1: from nowhere and the guys in the straw hats and I would really like to watch this movie with Wang as the hero.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely, but yeah, you, he's kind of your uh, your tour guide through the world. though He's like oh of course there's nothing supernatural and then suddenly he's drawn into this world and he's got a, you know. He, and he's suddenly—he's got his friend Wang who helps him out. Like, there's some really wacky exposition scenes where they're like, "Now, now the Furies have been upset and raised from their graves," and you're just like, "Yeah, oh, that makes total sense." <laughs> and Kim Cattrall, to her credit, keeps a completely straight face through it all, and she's like, "Okay, so what does that mean we have to do?" <laughs> this
1: is, yeah, one of them is like, "The entire world works because there's dark Furies and light Furies that were at." at, at for, uh, fighting with balance? each other yeah balance, that's, yeah, that's right and now and one they're... is out of balance and when one is out of balance then yeah. everything and you're like that's not physics <laughs> <laughs>
0: really oh but well
1: it, and then they're just these random scenes in the middle of fun yeah oh no that's funny um and there's um also oh, i can't remember the act sarah burton or something is the actor who plays oh right yeah the one who she's i know her now because she's like the um
0: evil Republican vice president on Scandal. Mm. But, yes, she plays the other – she plays the, like a journalist.
1: Yes, yeah, she girl. plays a journalist. Mm. And she has some really funny lines she too. She does too, yeah. So, But they do mostly damsel. There is also one scene in the whole movie where there are two female martial artists who get to fight against the guys. Yes, that's um, right. On the bad guy's <laughs> side. So yeah. there's that. There's two of them in the whole movie, oh, but two. they're there. Hey, hench-, hench women are, you know, rare. Yeah. Hinch and way. and they get to kick some butt. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um they get to kick Wang's butt, which means we get more of Wang's butt, which works for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, we can, I can I'll
1: take Wang's butt.
0: And just the the, uh, the fighting is really quite funny and all the stupid characters. I gave them names. What did I give what did I name them again? I can't remember. I think One of it was them, like
1: Luscious Hair, Jewelry Fiend, No, no neck. neck.
0: Yeah. For the
1: henchmen. The henchmen are really fun. I like watching the henchmen. Um, They get some really funny things to do. They have a whole, they have literally a whole scene to show off. Like, yeah, a whole scene where they just get to show off their martial arts <laughs> skills and, like, sw- twirl swords around and stuff. You, and- you get the idea that we're like, we paid for a fight choreographer. Damn it, we're going to use them. Yeah. And they have some really, really clever little scenes and ideas in there with, like, um, the bad guys tie the good guys to wheelchairs to get them oh, around. Yeah, that's which great. leads to a really funny action scene with Jack tied to a wheelchair. If ever we're – um- Kid in the kidnapping
0: business, we're totally going to tie our victims to wheelchairs because it makes it really easy to move them around. So it
1: turns out. But we're going to take their knives out of their boots first.
0: Yeah, we're going to check for knives because, yeah. Uh, otherwise, they holes. just
1: get away in five minutes. Yeah. It completely defeats the purpose.
0: Well, he wouldn't be an action hero if he couldn't get himself out of a jam like that.
1: I know, I know, but still. It, it, uh, not checking for knives in the boots. I mean, that's a classic blunder. Come on, henchman. Yeah, oh, <sighs> honestly. Um and all the sort of the '80s special effects are really fun to oh, watch. All of the electricity effects and things like that. Some of them aren't too bad. Mm. The creature effects are, again are really well, great. Well, yeah,
0: because they've got these wonderful creature effects and stuff. So it kind of makes up for it. Yeah. And obviously, it looks really '80s, like some of the most '80s hairstyles you'll ever see. Uh, but they they, they kind of they look good. Like mm. they don't they look like they've done a bad job on any of the makeup and creature stuff.
1: I yeah I kind of miss that. I love 80s movies I love 80, 80s action movies are like they're my pretty, crack I love 80s they're action movies good fun movies. they're quite good fun um especially the, I mean this was recommended to me specifically um by some friends of mine online because I asked for movies and and this is like so up my alley it hurts yeah, yeah it's 80s cult got some supernatural elements in there um an action movie that doesn't take itself too seriously it's really funny yeah um John Carpenter's Touches felt all the way through this movie. Uh, apparently, it's the reason that he quit Hollywood because no it, but bo- it um, bombed.
0: Oh, that's really sad. And it became, a, but it became a cult hit. It became a cult hit. On even video. I've heard of it. And yeah. also, it, it's one of these ones that gets referenced in a whole heap of other movies. Yes, so you've it probably is. seen some kind of homage or parody to
1: it. Yeah, and it's it is like it, it's nice to see. Having said all the things about the racism, it's nice to see a movie that actually has a mostly Asian cast and like has a lot of um, – jo- there's also some jokes in there like um, when the gang members come in and, and Kurt Russell goes, do any of you guys savvy English? And one of them's like, what the, what hell, the hell are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> like, of course we speak English. Yeah. We live in America, um, yeah, which I funny. really liked. I think there's a couple of bits where – He's shown up to be like this racist, yeah, um, white guy, and they're all just like, "Oh, just shut up for a minute, would you?" Yeah. Which I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. but Kim Cattrall, not so much. I think it's because her. I think her character's supposed to be from Chinatown somehow, but I couldn't quite figure out how yeah. that worked.
0: the The idea is that she lives in Chinatown, but she. I don't know if it's the actress or whatever her performance. She's very like she's like the old school actresses that you see on old episodes of Star Trek like that real Grace Kelly type voice almost English sounding and very um, like very very drama school.
1: I believe that they were aiming for a Hudson oh, no that's not right Hughes. Howard, Howard Hughes. Yeah. esque vibe. Right. Um that's per- so, and that's perfect. She did exactly the right yeah. thing. So the yeah. rapid fire the rapid fire
0: dialogue panic. it's me gracie law yeah <laughs> yeah so exactly she was pr- pretty much absolutely fine with that then yeah okay. i thought she did a really good job i think mm. she's terrific in this she's movie. great i know I made me feel sad that all i'd ever seen her in was sex in the city i'm like i wish she still was still working and doing
1: stuff she's <laughs> kind of got a lot of potential i think the only other movie that i've seen her in is mannequin oh yeah she did some really terrible truly terrible things before she hit it big on tv Oh no, I feel like I've seen her in something else too. I'll have to figure out what that is. I don't know. Yeah, but um, and of course, I think this
0: isn't truly terrible. This is fun. It's great fun.
1: As a person who is not a Sex and the City fan, sorry. Um, I think this is probably my favorite thing that I've seen her in.
0: Oh yeah, I like her in this way more than in that. <laughs>
1: I don't really She's understand much the appeal. Character. Oh, Sex
0: and the City is perfectly fine and just.
1: Mm. Um, but yeah, it she was great. The there is a part where he. Um, where Jack specifically leaves that other girl, Margot, back behind because she's a girl, yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, no, you've got to stay here and write the story up and do blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Some flimsy excuse she can't come because she's a girl, basically. boils down to.
1: Which is kind of disappointing because then you get less girls to kick butt in the finale. Yeah, but he, he And, of course, he is fairly useless himself in the finale, so whatever. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good work, buddy, dude. <laughs> yeah, shoot the ceiling. But it's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes, yeah. Um. I like that that comes back. I like that they have Yeah, it's nice. Because the first of... time you hear it, you're
0: like, oh, my God, this guy is such a dick. Hmm.
1: And then by the end, you're like, oh, <laughs> all in the reflexes. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's still a jerk, but, you know, he's a, he's a sweet jerk. Yes.
0: <laughs> he's one of those. <laughs> he's he's likable. He comes out as likable in the end, I think.
1: Yeah. I think huh? he's just one of those guys who, like, he has a good heart, just yeah, kind of yeah. doesn't come out that way. Um, but that works yeah. really well off her, and I I just really enjoy the writing of this movie and it's the great. the uh, the pacing of it's funny too because they, they it is literally just action movie exposition scene for a breather, then action, another action, action scene. Action, yeah. Um. There's all sorts of terrific mm. moments and and mm. funny lines in there earlier than the end as well. With uh, the, I mean that that brilliant scene at the end where he shoots the the ceiling. Um, but there's other moments earlier on that he has that are just so funny where he just walks in, they just walk into a building and, and they, get into an elevator, they're like, this is all going great. And then they're nearly drowned. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> or like they do other things as well. He just walks in and he's like, this is going to be terrific. He walks into this um prostitution ring that's the oh, <laughs> sort yeah. of background plot of yeah. this thing. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm completely believable. And not a single person in that establishment believes him. No, he's great. He's funny. I, I, uh, yeah.
0: Well, and that's, of course, the whole point. It's all about... Making a bit of fun and showing him up for his bravado and showing up the us- the action heroes for their bravado. Like he he's he's not all front, but he's a lot of front. Mm. And he's just like, no, I'm gonna be fine. Everyone will believe me.
1: And the other characters like, nah, buddy, not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Um, I was irritated with the- basically just the racism and sexism aspects of it. I think if it hadn't been hadn't had those bits. I would have just loved this movie. I mean, I yeah. really would have gone crazy for this movie. As it was, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it twice. But that yeah. it it just gets under your skin, you know?
0: Yeah, I I actually I don't know. I think maybe I just like I knew it was all there, but I think I'd already, I, you I because I would read your review, I'd sort of wised up to the fact that it was all already there, and I was like, I just sort of took it on facebook I was like, yeah, it's gonna be like that, and. I kind of had, had lots of fun, but then I have this thing where I there's quite a lot of entertainment that I enjoy that is kind of racist or sexist. I've always you know laughed at things like Family Guy and things like Top Gear and stuff like that. Things that I love, which are just horrendously sexist and racist and all about maintaining the status quo, but they make me laugh.
1: I think. So that I'm, i generally I would I will, I enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoy things like that. I enjoy a lot of older stuff that has some of those elements in it. Yeah, but I think you can enjoy it, but still point out that that's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And and obviously we we did
1: that. Yeah,
0: and and I, and I can see that it's problematic. And particularly, the, I guess the women annoy me more because the treatment of women, because you know, that's the bit you notice. Because you're like, as a girl, you don't you notice that there's no other girls. Rarely ever another girl fighting, and they're always being rescued and or tied up in some horrible situation kidnapped
1: yeah there's a bit where especially where the way that gracie law is tied up is really suggestive and creepy
0: yeah that's horrible isn't
1: it well but also um
0: what's her name the the fiance. Mm, meow. meow or something, something. meow Lin? Miaolin, yes. Miao yeah, where Miao Lin is tied up on a bed in this brothel as well. It's really horrible there. The oh yeah, one. I forgot about that. Yeah, bit. It looks that's like, awful. Sort of images of violence against women. It's a bit yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a really interesting subplot in there that doesn't get dis- that doesn't get explored about how Gracie Law is actually trying to expose the prostitution ring. Yeah, and she's like, she stands up to this guy Lopan, the bad guy. She's just like. I want you to answer for this prostitution ring and all this sort of thing. And Mm. he's got her tied up, and she's just, like, not taking any of it, which is fantastic. I feel like there's a whole other movie in there somewhere where Gracie Law goes in to just, like, save all of these. There's
0: probably some hard-hitting documentary where Gracie Law and uh, her journalist friend Margot, like, expose this people-trafficking ring
1: that's going on in Chinatown. Again, would have the problem of white people coming in to solve non-white people's problems. But it would be more feminist.
0: (laughs) Yeah no and and yeah so obviously your your intersectionality comes into play there but it, yeah that would be the kind of that would you know you can, you
1: can see that being like some kind of indie movie that would totally yeah. get made or, or some some like Oprah special or meow or meowlin coming out and and you know kicking butt and saving everybody. Well, if only I'm she sure had she's capable. talked or done something <laughs> like that. Poor actress
0: was basically lying around tied up. Wearing Blah. green contacts. Wearing green contact lenses. The whole movie, she didn't. I don't think she had a line. Did she have a line? I didn't see her line.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if the, if the character's supposed to be able to speak English, actually, because she actually comes oh. straight over from China. That's true. So I don't even know if she. I don't think the character. She doesn't the even get a line in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped. And then gets taken from that kidnapping uh, to another kidnapping. And then she is forced lined to marry down, somebody. Tied
0: up, <laughs> drugged out. Just basically, the poor girl just never gets anywhere. Honestly. I know
1: it's just shocking, really. Yeah. That and and of course she's the the Chinese girl. The other girls who are white get, get lines, and she lines. doesn't get anything. Yeah, no. Very it's rude. really, and that's the sort of thing that you know. That's that's where it's just not acceptable, no matter how much fun it is to watch and how funny some of the yeah. parts are. But
0: this is why it's kind of it's nice to unpicky texts sometimes. Yeah. Oh well.
1: Hey, that noise you can hear is
0: Katie drinking wine,
1: by the way. I decided to podcast with wine. It's always better with wine. Yeah, it is always better with wine. I am not a huge uh, aficionado of martial arts movies. Basically, the martial arts movies that I have seen um, involve Jackie Chan kicking butt most of the time. I also recently discovered that I have seen one about where Jet Li plays a monkey king um, that has a few more Asian people in it, but still a white hero. No, I can't remember what that's called right now. I'll put it in the show notes. um so my knowledge of uh martial arts movies is not great um but Me I neither. felt like hmm. like the martial arts for this being a an homage to martial arts movies, martial arts weren't that great in it oh. I find it hard to tell. I was just like, fight, 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 okay, when's this done? <laughs> well, I think that's part of it is yeah. like a really good martial arts movie will have some really creative fight scenes. And this was like a lot of people you don't care about sort of whacking into buildings instead yeah. of hitting the person and, and there was <laughs> I feel a like they were of- just doing martial arts you'd
0: recognize as well. I feel like at one point they pulled out stick things and then another point they would nunchucks. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a part where there's a guy who breaks another guy's arm and it sticks out at a funny angle and another part where a guy slashes this other guy up with a knife. And you watch the guy fall towards the camera with not a mark on him. <laughs> um you can see everything missing. Like you can see all of the hits not hitting. Um which and and a lot of the martial arts scenes just seem to be one person showing off, twirling things or yeah, something. Yeah. Um I was kind of disappointed with that because um, the the ones that I have seen of you know mostly Jackie Chan yeah um uh, have been really like you can sort of feel it hitting and you can you you feel like when you hear that sound yeah. effect you can you can feel it like a gut punch or something and yeah. I think that since this was um and it had a lot of like those like weird sort of um Asian horror elements yeah I felt like it could have been a bit better on that front like yeah. the actual fight scene front uh huh. That was kind of disappointing to me. And when I watched it again, I could really, really see that uh, that Dennis Dunn did not do martial arts. <laughs> cause there's, he does a lot of, like, posing in between yeah, shots looks... of somebody else doing martial arts. But he arts. looks
0: pretty, so, um, you know, I think we should all be grateful for that. He does. He's so cute. He's my favorite. He's so I... Katie's type. He's right up her alley, too. He's just just a that... short guy, kind of
1: skinny and good-looking. I just know that, like, at 15, if I had seen this movie, I would be all over that. Oh. He's just so cute. Imagine your
0: life if you're a Dennis Dunshank.
1: Well, everyone else's fangirl. Yeah. Well, you know, if it. uh, uh, If. I had been not three in nineteen eighty six when this movie came out. That that probably would have been my thing. <laughs> he was super cute in this movie.
0: Yeah, he was very
1: cute. And my friend, um, on when I posted it was like and Kurt Russell was quite quite the dreamboat back in Ew, the day and I was he's like, a mullet. <laughs> no. I'm like, what? No, Dennis Dunn, definitely Dennis Dunn. Yeah. Oi, dude, no. Although, I don't know, Kurt Russell and his mullet, I'm sure that does it for somebody. It's I think it's more the muscles. He definitely had the muscles oh, in this movie. Yeah. he's, he's I forgot that rippling. And I didn't notice the first time, but very tight jeans, like oh, painted I mean, on tight jeans. See, I,
0: I only saw it once and then you saw it with me again. So yes. I didn't yeah. notice that one painted on tight jeans.
1: <laughs> there were some other things I noticed the um, I was the too busy noticing Kim Cattrall's mum jeans. <laughs> I thought she looked at least she looked practical to be a lawyer who's kicking butt in Chinatown. And she had
0: flat shoes and all that kind of stuff. I know. And if she were a if she were a hipster in twenty thirteen she would be completely on trend with her mum jeans and all of her um brooches and her tweed jacket.
1: Yeah. I think also Braid. um, She they even though it was very eighties, the uh the Outfits they put the girls in for the marriage, in spite of that being creepy and gross, were so pretty.
0: Yeah, amazing Chinese wedding outfits. They were cool, weren't they? Yeah.
1: A lot of the stuff like that was really, really well done. Like just the costume. Any, anything that was exoticized was done well. <laughs> I just feel like they put more effort in in the 80s, you know. Like now, everything is sort of has to fit into a kind of mold. But then it just looked people would go crazy with their imaginations a bit more, yeah. and you get these really interesting creations. I that- particularly loved speaking of wild imagination, the bit where they come down that elevator where they almost
0: drown. They come out of this elevator and into this underground room where all there are all these decomposing bodies and skeletons tied up underwater and it looks fantastic.
1: Like creepy but fantastic. Creepy as hell, but really, really gorgeous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it always feels to me like, I mean, some movies you still see that people are putting in that level of effort. Like, Lord yeah. of the Rings, for instance. Oh, yeah. Even with The Hobbit being not my favourite. The Beautiful. amount of detail and effort that they mm. put into those movies. um, You can see it in a few other things, like where they I, – I feel like um, maybe Star Trek is one of them, where they really put effort into all of the backgrounds. There was something else yeah. that we've seen recently that I really liked, where they put the effort into oh. – Oh. I think it's Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of
0: Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's very much – they put a lot of effort into that background. Yeah,
1: I feel like – it, they used to put in a lot more of it when they were building sets and not just green screening them and things. Yeah. Um. And I really appreciate when I can see that in a movie well, or uh, a TV and, show. And
0: I think that's uh, perhaps one of the things that we that we noticed, the uh, creature effects were so good. That that's actually a dying art now. It, creature effects are not uh, – they can do a lot of that uh, digitally. So there's not – creature practical creature effects are not something that is really done and it's it's, it's quite literally dying out. The People used to do it. Like I have a distinct off.
1: feeling that that will sort of have this – um come back yeah. at some point because I think people are discovering just Hipsters. how amazing it is. Yeah. And the fact that people aren't doing it anymore. Because there's they aren't always the most realistic, but then CG isn't always the most realistic no. either. And I think people we're more naturally attuned to buying into something that's there than something that isn't. Right, I agree. And it's it's easier for the actors as well. So yeah.
0: obviously their performances can be a bit a bit more advanced. And then there is that movement in film I, I was joking before and I said hipsters, but it is it is kind of related to that hipster thing where people want to buy vinyl records and uh, you know, use film cameras and stuff. There's a certain certain group of directors who still insist on shooting on film or will insist on practical effects wherever possible and that sort of thing. There there is a there is a, a group of, of people who are dedicated to the craft, but it is largely out of favour and just it might be a matter of time and it might be a matter of the skills are just not there.
1: I think shooting on film looks better than shooting on digital. It, it I looks great. I also am firmly against three D. Yes. Yeah, so this is am not I. related to this movie, but no. I hate three D. I like two D. I do not want to see movies in three D. I think it is pointless. I I have not seen a movie that
0: makes me think that three D should actually stay being a thing either. So I mm. I I like I've never i I've never found it ever added anything to my experience of a movie. I would
1: much rather watch something with a good creature effect than something that has something flying at me. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's not really the uh, the purpose of, of this this
0: uh, of this week. This week we reviewed. What did we review? Big Trouble. In Big Little Trouble in Little China. China. We've been talking about it all this time. So this week we watched our Big Trouble in Little China by John Carpenter. And I guess we should probably give our verdict at the end as we do, mm-hmm. out of five. So,
1: Katie? I gave it four out of five stars.
0: Um, I might give it three and a half.
1: Fair enough. Three, three and a half. I don't know. I think I have a bias towards those kinds of movies, though.
0: Yeah. I was, it was enjoyable enough and diverting enough way to spend my afternoon, but uh, I'm not sure I'll remember it in the morning.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Anyway, that's uh, Silver Screen Queens Episode 3, Big Trouble in Little China. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the show, read the show notes, visit our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review, go to her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com, which you can get to from silverscreenqueens.com, and follow us on Twitter at screen underscore queens. Bye. Thank you.